This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. What if you had discovered there, were life, there was life on the moon? There's not life on the moon. But what if there was? There, there isn't, so <laughs> I'd be very skeptical. That would be my answer. I'm willing to go out on a limb without doing extensive, like, <laughs> zoological research. research where I'm an anthropologist and shit. I'm willing to go out on a limb and say chimps don't make sandwiches. I don't, I don't know. Are. I'm no expert on karma. Something has to happen. I don't think you have any idea. Maybe you get cancer. Maybe you get Wow, dude, from fucking lying about there being men on the moon, on the, a men on the moon, you I get cancer. I wouldn't risk it. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. So growing up, I always watched the Salute to America parade our local news station put on. It was our 4th of July parade that was a celebration of all things America. The American flag, Uncle Sam, and the many, many ways that you can use red, white, and blue clothing and face paint to show how much you love the good old US of A was on display. And as a little kid, I loved everything about it. The patriotic-themed floats, the clowns, the balance of people walking on stilts and doing crazy tricks like juggling. But the thing I loved the most was the marching bands. I would marvel at their uniforms, and I was in awe of how composed they look as they're carrying these instruments and playing at the exact same time. All the horns were in sync, practically never missing a note, but the thing I looked at most and the thing I focused on the most was the drummers. Before I ever picked up a pair of sticks, I would stare at them and watch their precision as they were holding everything together in the entire band. They had this composure about them as they were able to march and carry these drums and play at the same thing, and it just amazed me. And I would sit and daydream about how one day I hoped I'd be able to be in the band and be one of those drummers, and maybe even march in a parade. Nothing as huge as a Salute to America parade, but maybe a local one. But nothing that cool ever happened to me. I'm the kid who lived in a single-wide trailer in Villarica, Georgia. I wasn't even in marching band, and even if I did join, there's no way my little high school band would ever get asked to march in the Salute to America parade. That was for huge bands from the rich parts of town, whether it was from our state or from other states. They were never going to ask us to do it. The most exciting thing that ever happened in Villarica was driving three miles to get to the nearest gas station. But in our town, 8th through 12th grade was high school, so at the end of 7th grade, I declared to our band director that I would be joining the marching band. And I thought everybody around me was going to be just as stoked as me about marching at football games on Friday, wearing the snappy uniform with the funny hat. But I was rudely surprised to find out that over half the kids in band were dropping out because they were only doing it because my parents made me do it. But I didn't give a damn. I was going to be a part of something bigger than me, and I was going to get to be one of those kids that I'd seen on TV in my uniform, marching, looking composed, but probably not in one of those kind of parades. There was no way I was going to be on TV, or so I thought. Towards the end of my seventh grade year, we're getting to the end of band class when Mr. Schreffler, who was the middle and high school band director, remember it's a small town, pulled the few kids that are going to be marching in the fall aside and say, all right guys, we've got something special coming up that I didn't want to tell you guys about until I knew that it was definitely going to happen. And he starts going through it and he hands us out this packet. At the very top of the packet, it has a logo that I've seen a million other times from the time I was a kid all the way up to now. And it says, Salute to America. 
and he starts going over details of how this is going to work and how that's going to work. And since we're riding buses to get to the parade, we're going to have to get our parents' permission to go. But all of this just sounded like the Charlie Brown adult thing, the wah-wah-wah, wah-wah-wah. All I heard was, be on TV, get mom or dad's signature, march on TV, salute to America. And in my head, this was my big break. So I go home, I get my signature, and we have a month and a half to get ready for our parade performance. And the band practiced almost every day. As soon as I get to my first practice, I'm informed I'm playing bass drum. And for the uninitiated, that means that I had a drum strapped to a harness that went over my shoulders, but every bit of the stress and weight of that drum was on my back. The whole band practiced marching together around the track at our football field, and in the blaring Georgia sun, it was uncomfortable and sweaty, but I made myself tolerate it. I remember my drum instructor, this little angry woman named Holly, yelling at us and saying, Get this right! There's going to be 25,000 people watching this thing! And they kept on telling us, Make sure you're hydrated. It's going to be hot as hell when you get out there. You don't want to end up having to drop out. But no matter how terrible it was, I was not going to be deterred. We practiced and sweated in that blistering fucking sun almost every day until the big day came, and then it was showtime. On the whole bus ride to the parade, I'm talking and joking with my friends, but I'm nervous as hell. This is my big break. I'm going to be on TV. Up to this point, my family's claim to fame was that my mom worked at Burger King and she could give the family free food when they stopped by. But this was bigger than any free Whopper. This was TV. We start getting dressed in our uniform jackets when we get off the bus, and suddenly, I'm way less impressed with how awesome my uniform looks and quite fucking aware of how hot a thick wool marching band uniform was in Georgia in July. After I slid my bass drum over my chest, I realized this isn't going to be a leisurely stroll down Peachtree Street. Oh no, I was going to be lugging this heavy ass bass drum with a thick wool jacket on for miles and miles. But again, I'm not going to miss my big break. So nevertheless, I persisted. So we start out the parade and everything is going great. I'm hitting my notes, our songs are coming off well, and the crowds on both sides of the street are loving it. I'm loving life, but I start to notice I'm sweating a lot. We keep going and playing our songs, and if you don't know, you only put together like three or four songs for a parade, and then you play those songs for the entire route. So we're on like song four for about the thousandth time, and I start to get dizzy. Things have gone from being sweaty like you're doing yard work to getting lightheaded and sweating pro-fucking-fusely. They'd warned us about this all during practice through the summer, and even that day before we started, but I thought the band director was just being cautious. There was no way I was not going to make it. I remember Holly, the drum instructor, coming around and telling us we were punks if we couldn't finish the parade route, so I toughed it out. And I kept on toughing it out all the way until we made it about halfway through our very next song, and the dizziness got worse, and the sweating got worse, and I just kind of stopped in the middle of the parade route, and I had to give my drum to our drum instructor to finish it. I didn't get to finish. I didn't get to sit down. I didn't get to take my jacket off. None of that. I had to finish the fucking parade just in shame without my drum on. I remember hanging my head as the drum major, the guy who leads the band at the front of the band, is looking at me and screaming, March! As I start to drag my feet. This was my big moment, but in the end, no matter how much determination you have, no matter how good you think you are, there's no way to beat the Georgia sun. I still think about that day and how ashamed I was that I couldn't finish the parade, but hey, at least I waited to stop carrying the drum until after we got past the TV cameras. Hey guys, welcome back to a show that remembers when President Reagan only seemed to want to tear down walls, but the new guy just seems to want to put walls up, or as we like to call it, now that I'm older. A show about how getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the exact same time. 
You can find us online. Go to nowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. We're also on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. And the Potter and Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Red Menace podcast, the Let's Get Down to Business Disney podcast, and the Untranslatable podcast. And this week on episode 183, we start out talking about a whole bunch of stuff, but we get into how awesome or basic chili is. And then we pivot into a discussion about the oppression of sandwich monkeys, and then we close out talking about a terrible incident with a flag during marching band and then later on talk about elaborate hoaxes like i said we talk about a lot of shit so check it out we'll be right back you're no saint you got a free cab you got a free room someone who'll listen to your boring stories i mean didn't you didn't you notice on the plane when you started talking eventually i started reading the vomit bag didn't that give you some sort of clue like, hey, maybe this guy's not enjoying it? You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. In the chitty bang bang. I'm sorry. <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> what, what did you say again? Chitty chitty bang bang. I think you said chili chili bang bang. Uh, no. no. Chitty, I think you were chitty. thinking of chili while we were recording the podcast. I don't really so. like chili that much. What? It's okay. Wait a minute. Especially on hot dogs, it's good. How do you not like chili, dude? It's, it's got okay. most of your favorite, don't, don't most of your favorite it. things, it's like just, meat and vegetables. It's just kind of basic bitch food. No, it's not basic bitch food if you it know is. how to make good chili. No, it is. What? Okay. <laughs> First off, you live in a household where your grandmother will take fucking chicken fingers that food. from a week ago and make a soup out of it. I don't Obviously, eat that. you don't know what's good food. She and makes what's not. chili too. <laughs> well, you wouldn't want to eat her chili compared to you, mine. I bet you like Wendy's chili. No, I don't really like chili it's overall. Just, if I buy just, it out. It's just like side side pieces of hamburgers that didn't make the cut. <laughs> they make it a chili. They just chop it up and make it into That's chili. That's what they do. That's absolutely what they do. It's like they take the leftovers and shit like that. That's why I don't order the chili when I go to fucking Wendy's. Well, but if I'm chili's home, fine. I mean, I make chili every now and then, but it's just, it's not. I, you know, no, no. It's I, still basic bitch food. We need to go back <laughs> to the fact that you think chili is just basic bitch food. If it you is. make it like out of a can, yeah, it's basic bitch no, food. No, dude, I make it good. It's still chili and it's still, it's meant to be basic bitch food. It was what they made on the trail when they didn't have like. The delights of a kitchen at hand. <laughs> the delights of a kitchen. Like basic fucking throw everything in a pot and cook it. That's what chili is. It's, that's that's what this episode is going to be called. Basic the basic Betty of the, of the food. It's, it's not the basic Betty of the food. Like a fucking ham and cheese sandwich is basic Betty You couldn't the make a ham sam- and cheese sandwich. The ham and cheese would go rotten on the trail. You're missing chili's history. It's a great achievement in basic bitch engineering. It's not basic bitch engineering. It the way is. I it's like it. everything. They cooked it like all Dude, night. So I'm not kill on the, the fucking. I'm not on the fucking range though, and shit like that. I'm making chili at home, where I put like you know. It's still chili, and you're still <laughs> making something that was designed by its nature to be basic. Ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna put out a poll. You need to vote whether or not chili is awesome, or if chili is which basic. is more basic, chili or sriracha chicken. A what? What chicken? Sriracha. Sriracha chicken. Sriracha. Some people would say. What? I think it's sriracha. What do you mean is, is what's more Which basic? one sounds more basic? Right off the tip of your tongue. Just go with your instincts. <laughs> chili. Okay. <laughs> so which one sounds more basic? I'm just saying Beef the way, Wellington or chili? The way I make 
Beef Wellington or chili, Shane? This is this is no Wait, good. Answer the question, sir. I'm not on trial here, sir. Answer the question. Beef Wellington. You're so full of shit. <laughs> Lasagna or chili? God damn it, dude, stop it. I can name another, like, another hundred dishes. And it's my point. Chili is made to be a basic. Chicken fingers or chili. That's what you should say, okay? And then chicken, chicken fingers, fingers aren't basic. real food. Well, they are if they're no, Tyson. That's just, shut it's up, real... that's just shut up children food. No, if they're Tyson, then they're real chunks no, of chicken. That's gross, first of all. No, it's real chunks okay, of chicken, you sir. go get some Tyson's, and then you compare it to some shit you can make yourself, and then you tell me how, how good it is. Okay, let's go a step further. <laughs> I've had this conversation with a couple of people. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. I want to know your opinion on this. No. I don't think it is either. I think anybody who thinks a hot dog is a, a sandwich hybrid. is wrong. <laughs> it's okay? a hybrid. First off, sandwich. first off, it's I think for a sandwich to actually be a sandwich, you have to have two pieces of bread covering the meat it, and all that it shit. It is a hybrid food. It, it is based in sandwich technology. Don't say sandwich technology. That's just <laughs> stupid, is. dude. Sandwich is a technology. Sandwich is not a technology. It, it, sandwich it, it, is a sandwich. The game. No, it was technology. It was the tools, crafting. What the fuck are you talking about? You take two pieces of bread and put meat between That's them. crafting. Can chimp- was- do chimpanzees make sandwiches? I don't know. I haven't like observed chimpanzees. I'm, I'm willing to go out on a limb without doing extensive <laughs> like chimpanzee zoological research. research where I'm an anthropologist and shit. I'm willing to go out on a limb and say chimps don't make sandwiches. How do you know? I'm pro- I'm almost positive. How much time have you spent with chimps? If there is a chimp that makes a sandwich, it's because it's been abused. And that chimp is living it's not its best life at all. <laughs> what are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, Why would a chimp be making sandwiches? It could be a slave chimp. It's like we taking advantage of that slave so they don't have to What the up. fuck is going on right now? Why talking do we about, have slave talking chimps? Talking about monkey slavery. Let's take a, let's take a left. Okay. No. Into <laughs> monkey slavery. What are <laughs> we talking about? It's a serious issue where monkeys are taken advantage of on a regular basis. Sarah McLaughlin music right now. So I cue it. Is this... Is this this monkey's being abused. I'm having like they, images of monkeys like holding the bars to cages. Little, yeah, they make him wear a little bow tie. He has to make sandwiches and bring him on a little tray. <laughs> maybe he's got. Maybe he. <laughs> I think we need to get a GoFundMe account to go free this monkey. Like it's like gonna be a straight up like eighteen mission. What if for they, us to go get this monkey out of fucking harm's way? What if they rent this monkey out? Okay, and he caters. That's fucking- what I'm saying. And they're making money off the labors of the slave monkey. This is the fucking, this is the Civil War all over again. I'm telling you. What if there's a bunch of these slave monkeys? Okay, we're gonna and free they send them. them out to cater to events. And like, we're, we're going to free them, but I'm going to do a joke first. <laughs> <laughs> the Emancipation Proclamation for the monkey. Let me tell you a joke about these armed monkey sandwich makers. <laughs> For the apes and the monkeys that, that Kenny is freeing now with his... his it's my new passion project, <laughs> freeing monkey slaves. I'm imagining a monkey walking by with like a sombrero on. Dude, I did see like a monkey salsa. who was obviously down for the cause that I needed to recruit the other day. It was like this monkey that ran up and stole somebody's bike. <laughs> it's monkey. So this dude gets mugged by a monkey? So this dude goes up to buy like a goat or some shit out wherever the fuck he's from and like... His bike's there. It's like a shitty bike. <laughs> like, he was way too big for it. And this monkey just jumps on it, and his dog starts barking at the monkey, so the monkey just takes off on the bike, pedaling it. Like, it starts riding the bike? Fuck off, dog. That's, um, 
That's some shit that you're not ready for. That's a, He's part of the movement. <laughs> when the monkey jumps on your bike, that's when you know those motherfuckers have been watching and, and as learning. he's riding off, you hear uh, Rage Against the Machine start playing off <laughs> of his fucking... Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. monkey Walkman. The fucking the monkey flips him a bird as he's leaving and shit like that. And he's like, Dude, he started running over that dog. He was like, fuck this dog. Uh, there's a, a lot of monkeys and apes and gorillas and all this kind of shit. They just don't give a shit at all about people. Like, we've had stories that we've told on the podcast where, like, monkeys start throwing bricks at people in India and shit like that. First off, I'm not getting brained by a monkey. They'll fuck your dog up, too. I'm not. I'm not letting the dogs outside. Like the dogs, dogs go freak out, the out when they little, see the little monkey hands. <laughs> like whoa, they have hands like the humans. That's not good. <laughs> so they get all they get all scared of the monkey hands. Yeah, they get all nervous. So um, I was imagining while you were talking about the monkeys being slaves and having to uh, cater it's a parties horrible and stuff. Situation in parts of this country. I think uh, I'm thinking of monkeys wearing sombreros that have like salsa in the middle of the. That's uh, the ones the that are owned by Mexican restaurants. Most of them dress them up like little butlers. <laughs> <laughs> like with little red red vests and shit. Yeah, their the tail sticks out in between their tails of their of their coat, <laughs> and then they have a little hat that they fucking tip and shit. And like they're they... not even allowed to take tips. Like that's just brutal. They have to serve all these rich white people. <sighs> so this is uh, where we're at. Make we're them sandwiches. About, uh, <laughs> talking about monkeys sandwiches. Um, yeah. Okay. Sandwich monkeys. Sandwich monkeys. This is where we ended up, guys. Um, I wanted to talk about a guy who scammed McDonald's into having multiple payoffs uh, in the millions so, of dollars. So, listeners, you're welcome. Instead, you got to hear me rant on about the sandwich monkeys for 10 minutes. Sandwich monkeys for about five minutes, actually. You, you yeah. can vastly overestimate how much content you're able to give over here. Like, you should be a lot more intuitive when it comes to where we're at I, as I far don't as time. Care. I think you should for the I'm, audience's I'm, sake. I'm good enough. So, what other magic do you have besides sandwich monkeys, sir? That was all. You didn't ask me to bring no magic. I'm just I'm passionate about the bring sandwich monkeys. Bring the monkey magic, slaves. sir. I'm asking you for the magic right now. So I can say with an absolute clear head when I say this that Kenny is one of the most passionate people that I know when it comes to sandwich monkeys. Next up, we run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we discuss our time in marching band when one of our friends ruined the halftime show, and then later on, we get into elaborate hoaxes. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. In the future, roving bands of comic book podcasts will savage the wasteland, once known as the Internet. One podcast, the Grawlix podcast, may not be the biggest, may not be the funniest, may not be the most well-spoken. Wait, what was my point again? Oh yes, the Grawlix podcast. Listen to it at GrawlixPodcast.com. That's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com. Is anyone else here trying to earn money for college? Your mom goes to college. Have you ever wished you could get extra now that I'm older? Well, now you're in luck because if you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, you'll be able to hear Patreon exclusive content with stuff just like this. Why would you have fetuses as toys? And what sort of Russian nightmare cartoon do you have fetuses as toys? Kenny hates little children. Kenny hates happiness. Especially children. Kenny hates pretty much everything. So I hate happiness. I just hate other people's happiness. I just, I know we're not supposed to get political on now that I'm older, but what the fuck is going on? So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, and you'll be able to check out our Patreon exclusives every single time we drop one. 
Nick. On the Lord Hut Hero Hut. Nick Nick. On the Ricky Ticky Low while living number one Nickelodeon. Hello, everyone in the podcast world. This is Gerald, one of the two hosts of Two Peas on a Podcast. I want to ask you to join me and my buddy Andy every week as we discuss current events, pop culture, news, politics, entertainment. Uh, hell, we even talk about robots. We're all over the place, but we try to keep you informed and keep things positive. Go to twopeasonapod.com. Head to our contact page. You can find us on social media and all over the World Wide Web. You can also subscribe on iTunes under Two Peas on a Podcast. Please tune in and we we hope to see you soon. We can't see you. We're on a damn podcast, but we hope that you hear us soon. Visit two peas on a pod.com for more info. It, excuse me. You, I, I believe you have my stapler. What are you talking about, dude? What are you even talking Sideways embedded elderberry. What the fuck are you even talking about? When you put one in your butt, butt and it gets stuck in one of the folds. Okay, so how many times has this happened, sir? Never. I don't put elderberries in my butt. <laughs> why not? Because they get stuck in the of... fold and they fester. I just told you Apparently, why Apparently, you have a lot of opinions about elderberries and putting them in your butt. So You're like that kid at health class at the end of the AIDS episode? And you're like, what's wrong with AIDS? They just told you, nigga. You die. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not paying attention, Brian. Now we're going to have to take a test because you're dumbass. God damn it, Brian. The teacher's going to find out we were gambling instead of watching the movie. <laughs> playing fucking uh, spades or playing, uh, what do you call it, speed. Tossing dice. Uh, you weren't tossing dice during class, dude. <laughs> dude First I, off, you didn't go to enough classes to toss dice. Yes, okay. I did. When, when I was supposed to be in class, I would toss dice sometimes. You know, out in the hallway during band yeah. and shit like that? During band, actually, yes. Yeah, no, you weren't. And they were, were ten-sided dice. I was about to say, you weren't rolling dice like you were fucking gambling. One whole, like, semester, it might have been two, uh, during concert season, David Johnson and I just role-played outside for a whole hour and got a free 100 on our GPA. I remember you guys doing that, me being like, God damn it, dude. <laughs> God damn it, why do I have to be a good student? Exactly. I wish I didn't, you know, give a shit about my Mr. grades. Mr. Bradley so. basically was like, if you guys stay out there and be quiet, I'll give you an A. We were like, Sold. <laughs> what did you guys do when the actual concerts came for like band and stuff? Did you do anything? You're looking at me like you, you expected that I went to these concerts. That's what I was curious about. Like, did you not so my you junior just year? I, I played first chair in the senior year because without David there to role play, I might as well just go and play my instrument. <laughs> I might as well do what I was supposed to do in band, <laughs> as opposed to just hanging out like a fucking worthless asshole. In the fucking, like you were legit, like one of those kids that you see. Um, you're one. Of, you're um, what's what I'm talking? Kid in the hall too. That's you're that kid. Like when when you write the high school drama, you're the kid in the hallway playing like role playing. But never nobody ever comes back to that kid. Everybody wonders what happened to him. Well, one day, one day he ended up getting on a podcast, drinking out of a two liter or gin in it, taking and drink, drink, buying a twenty ounce uh, fucking coke, drinking half of it, and then filling it with Canadian mist, shaking it up, and calling that a drink for the rest of the night. Yeah, and doing that during school. Didn't you guys drop the flag or didn't David? David shut up, bitch! I dropped the flag. I did not drop the flag. I, I was I was playing drunk t- drunk drunk Tiffany's. Okay. <laughs> I remember they like Jeff could shut up, bitch to take over Tiffany's because they were like uh, he either has no rhythm or he's drunk, and I'm like I'm not drunk. <laughs> and you guys can't see me, but I'm kind of doing the the wave back and forth like Eddie Gordo and shit, like where you're like I, I'm not drunk, dude. I was just freestyling. They couldn't handle my vibe. <laughs> Dude, the black folks love my fucking tippity. I was ahead of my time. I was playing hip hop music over there. Kenny was getting down on the tippity. <laughs> so during band at this point, we are doing a. Um, I just played the Ric Flair entrance every for every part. What was the um, was it like an armed forces show we were doing or <laughs> yeah. something like that? 
So at one point during the Armed Forces show, we're doing like, um, I forget what song we were playing, but at some point we bring the American flag to the very center of the field and it's a very patriotic moment. I think we like, we, we had a melody where you played all the forces. All the yeah, there were different forces, songs from like all the different, different themes, and, and then it went into America the Beautiful. And when it went into America the Beautiful, the flag was supposed to come out from behind the, the band from the back, marching toward the crowd. So it's supposed to be this like dramatic and, and moment. Definitely where, wouldn't want a drunk person carry that flag. <laughs> so it's, it's supposed to be this like really dramatic, patriotic moment where the crowd's supposed to get into it. And it's, it's totally pandering to the crowd, like totally, totally pandering to totally. the crowd. So David is drunk as fuck on Canadian Mist at this point, and he's shambling along. <laughs> and just for you non-high school band or football people, there's a person called a drum major. And that person stands on a big, like, uh, pedestal. Pedestal. Yeah, you could call it that. It looks more like a fucking... Like a uh, riser. Or it looks uh, like the thing they paint with on a building. Scaffold. Yeah, it looks like yep. a scaffold, because we're all poor. Because <laughs> we <laughs> we're, were in a really, school. really, really poor school. Like our, some of our uniforms look like they've been through some shit. Dude, our uniforms look like they probably saw the civil rights movement, and earlier than that, like they might have come over <laughs> on they, the Mayflower they, and shit. they were holding the line. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were. They were, they, were the, they, they were the good old boys in the uniforms, for sure. So, we're, so we're, David's marching forward with the flag. He's drunk. And not only does he drop the flag, but he knocks the drum major off the uh, pedestal. Oh, my God. I forgot about that it part. Was, yeah, he was all like, in love with this girl at the time. It was uh, Cheyenne. And he knocks her off the pedestal. Knocks her off the pedestal. <laughs> and fucking, uh, I'm I'm and Jason's trying to play the bagpipes, and that bagpipe thing never really worked out. So, and, Oh, uh, my God. So our senior year, uh, my senior year, we have this. Senior uh, year. We have this the segment where we're playing bagpipes, and this guy is trying his best to play the bagpipes. He's a saxophone player, though. He's not a bagpipe player. <laughs> and they worked and worked and worked on this. And every time you heard it happen in practice, it was always like, this is the shittiest part of the show. Why oh, do we boy. keep doing this? Apparently playing bagpipes is no easy task. <laughs> and you, when you add a synchronized marching routine on top of playing the bagpipes, suddenly it becomes ten times harder. But our band <laughs> especially director... Especially if you're not a bagpipe player. <laughs> no. Especially if... If you're just, you know, the white guy who plays saxophone in a really shitty poor high school band, and they say, "Hey, guess what? You're playing a bagpipe." You look, you look kind of Scottish. Come here. <laughs> Here's a kilt, sir. You have long hair. Congratulations. Now you're Scottish. So it's supposed to be this big moment. Everybody's coming together at the front of the stage. I mean, you look kind of like Christopher Lambert, but he's French. So. Or, the, or the front of the field, and then the flag hits the ground, and it's like a, a travesty. You you heard the collective gasp, a of, gasp <gasps> from the crowd of just like, oh. and I'm all like. <laughs> and he's trying to power through it. And the rest of the band, I'm behind. Tiffany Solo. I'm behind everybody. So we're still supposed to hold it together. Like the drum line has to do everything it can to hold everything together. But we see everything that's falling apart in front of us. Like this performance is going off the rails. We should have just, we just should have gone slapstick at that point and like gone three, like three stooges on everybody. And just everybody should have just started acting foolish. I don't know. I think we should have <laughs> shuffled off the field and been like, we'll try again next time. Like doing flips over your drums, your bass drums, rolling over them. That would feel good. I don't, I don't <laughs> think we were going to do that, dude. I don't personally, I'm not going to do that. He's so low. <laughs> a lot of people out in the crowd right now are just like, what the fuck are they talking about? I have no idea what goes on in a marching band. Let me just let you guys know if you're listening right now and you're, you're Tempanies thinking like, are the Ric Flair drums. Besides Tempanies being the Ric Flair boom, drums. Boom, um, boom, boom, boom. And, and I could also make it sound like they were slaves. 
Kenny, why does it always go back to slavery with you? Okay. I can't help it. That you Do you want me to bring back the Abraham Lincoln topic? Is that what you want? You're the one who told me that was getting scrapped. And well, you probably could put it on Patreon and make a profit off of it. That's Well, okay. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So I want you to imagine. I don't know why you people pay for this. That you were an archaeologist. Okay. Like Indiana Jones. Okay. Like an, I have a whip. Like, yeah. So right, I'm imagining. I'm kissing some drunk broad. And like, there's a fucking John Williams score every time you go yeah. to do something awesome. I'm whipping some natives. So you're. <laughs> why does it always go back to slavery, dude? What is this? They're okay. not slavery. They're just in my way. Student athletes. <laughs> um, so back in the 1700s, a group of students comes across almost 2,000 stones. I whipped them. On the outskirts of a Bavarian town. Why did you whip them? Because they found these stones. They shouldn't be fucking around with them stones. I told what? them to stay in class. What if they're possessed by the demons, guys? You have no idea. They definitely need to be whipped. Um, I don't think you whipped any of the students. Bum, 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 bum. Stop. <laughs> so on the outskirts of this Bavarian town, they find 2,000 stones. They take them to Johann Berenger, the chair of natural history at the University of Würzburg. That guy sounds like a character from an Indian <laughs> I am Johann Berenger, yes. Um, so they take <laughs> them to him, and these artifacts are engraved with lizards, birds, spiders, all kinds of stuff. Leading, leading Berenger to think like he has found something that couldn't possibly have been man-made. Thinking these stones might be relics from the Great Flood. Like, this is real shit, dude. They have made a huge discovery. They were probably made by carnies. The most embarrassing part of the whole thing was just as his book on these stones. Like, he wrote a book on this shit. He went to press. He found somebody to publish it. And just as he's about to publish it, one of his students brings it. It all fell apart. Once the student brings a stone that has his name engraved on it. Apparently, about three or four of his (coughs) colleagues thought it'd be funny. (coughs) If they hid a whole bunch of stones with birds and shit like that engraved on it and like hid them where his students were digging <laughs> and had played this monstrous ass prank on his ass and knew that he was writing a book and shit like that and That's waited a, till he was about to release a book on it. And they were like, ha ha, we got you. That's some nerd pranks right there. Dude, let me tell you how pissed I'd be if I had gone through all the time to fucking write a book and all that shit. And then suddenly they're like, no, no, no. We were just, we were just pranking you. That sounds like some shit you would have done to me. Yeah. <laughs> You Nothing like, to say for yourself. You know, no like defense or anything. It'd be like awesome. That. Just yeah, I, I'd be telling the story on a podcast for sure. <laughs> and then he like wrote a book. And you're like this son of a bitch. He thinks he's found some fucking bird reptile fucking stones. <laughs> this asshole. Good job, Charles. <laughs> okay, what are you guys doing this weekend? Nothing. We got work on those stones. Don't tell him. Don't tell him we gotta carve birds in these rocks. This is nerd shit. This is nerd versus nerd. But I just think it's one of the coolest. There seems things. like a bunch of people who I need to bug. What? Why do you need to mug them? Because they probably have more money than they deserve. Okay, so back in the 1800s, in the very early 1800s, a man named Charles Red Heifer, first first red flag, <laughs> first red flag is the dude's name is Red this Heifer. Is okay. Heifer. This guy claimed he had created a machine that was capable of remaining in perpetual motion without any external source of energy at all. So everybody's like, that's impossible. This is really fucked up, dude. You've made like one of the discoveries of the century. It's, well, you can't discover something that's impossible. It doesn't work that way. Listen, you don't know that. Okay? No, I know it's law of physics. It can't exist. You don't know that it can't exist. Yeah, okay. I they do. might just not have found a way to make it. Okay. okay. Well, back in the 1800s, Charles Red Heifer came up with a way okay. to make it happen. You're right. Okay. Sure, Everything yeah. was going really, really well. I bet it ended well for him. Until a guy named Robert Fulton or Rob Fulton. Challenged Red Heifer by telling him he was convinced that he could find the reason why this thing was keeping in motion. 
So Red Heifer's like, huh, whatever. My perpetual motion machine is just fine. You're not going to th- find anything. As long as you wind it. Until he walks over and just knocks on the bottom of the whole thing, this little perpetual motion machine that's like sitting in the middle of a room with a whole bunch of people looking at it. And he goes, um, it's just a door, guys. And he opens it. This dude, Robert Felton, opens a door and there's like a little old man winding a crank down there the whole time. And I'm like, imagine being Red Heifer, dude. It's not even good. You couldn't even put like a battery in there. So it kind of looked like if you open the door. I mean, there's just a dude down there. And who was that dude? Like, that was his job to get crammed into a fucking little box and just wind whip, this whip, <laughs> whip his ass. <laughs> That's the whole thing for you is just whipping people, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you. You have your hobbies. I have mine. Let me ask you a question. Um, if a newspaper credited you with discovering life on the moon, how would you feel about that? Uh, awkward since there's no life on the moon. <laughs> well, what if you there's had no atmosphere? What if you had discovered there were life? There was life on the moon. There's not life on the moon. But what if there was? Uh, there, there isn't. So <laughs> I'd be very skeptical. That would be my answer. Okay, so back in 1835, the New York Sun ran an article that said that this dude named Sir John Herschel had solved or corrected nearly every leading problem of mathematical astronomy. Oh, wow. So first off, John <laughs> Herschel is a badass, okay? Sir John Herschel is some, running shit, according to the power. New York Sun. So they basically say, you know, he's fixed everything. Like, he solved every problem when it comes to get mathematical that guy astronomy. Get Let's get him some work. Exactly. This dude has everything figured out. And one of the things he figured out is the fact that there is actually life on the moon, guys. There's not. So <laughs> just gonna clarify. immediately people start contacting Herschel. We've got to get in contact with this guy. He's figured it all out and they call him up and he's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I have no idea what you're even talking about. Okay. Yes. So I'm he, working on mathematical so he astronomy. Is, he is smart. What? He is smart. He knew that it was bullshit when they said there was life on the moon. Well, as soon as they ask him, they're like, so you figured out every problem of mathematical astronomy. He's You'd like, you'd be busy buying up moon feed thinking you were going to be rich. He's like, what are you fucking talking about? Moon dollars. That's probably what he'd be buying. <laughs> space cash <laughs> from the South Park episode. Oh, space Force. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Um, so back in uh, 1869, there was a uh, <clears throat> a 10-foot-tall petrified human what body. What happened with the guy with the fucking... Nothing happened with him. That was it. They just basically, he basically called him out on it. It was like, you guys are fucking what made full of him, shit. What made him think that he discovered some shit he didn't even claim to discover? They didn't think that no anybody would ever uh, fact check it. They were just like, no, we'll just say <laughs> this shit. Made, so they were just making shit up? <laughs> it wasn't legit. like an honest mistake? No, there was nothing else to it other than the New York Sun. And you weren't going to share that with us. That's <laughs> the worst part. The best part of the story. You were just going to skate right over that part. Well, you acted like you didn't really care about that one anymore. Like so I maybe go misread a report or something. Something and, and got confused. No, no. These motherfuckers were just, just like, I know it'll sell a lot of newspapers. <laughs> if we say there really are men on the moon, people will start thinking, holy shit, there are men on the moon. Let's just say it. Those guys probably didn't even feel bad after they got called out. They were like, fuck you guys. <laughs> well, think about it back then. Got though. my money, bitches. There was no consequences, pretty much. Well, kind of like today. <clears throat> no, there was no consequences to the shit that they did when they would fucking you put don't out a know. Sense. I mean, the, you there might could have been consequences. Somebody could have stepped on your foot. Why would they have stepped on your foot? Karma. Just yeah, that's what you get if you put a, a fake news article. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I'm no expert on karma. Something has to happen. I don't think you have any idea. Maybe you get cancer. Maybe you get wow, dude, from fucking <laughs> lying about there being men on the mar on the uh, men on the moon. You I get cancer. I wouldn't risk it. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> it's not okay. A good thing. So <laughs> it's pretty bad. 
Back in, eight, <laughs> back in 1869, there was a 10-foot-tall petrified human body. No, there wasn't. That emerged from the earth. <laughs> no, there wasn't. As you can imagine, this was a, a whole lot of intrigue going on locally and around the world. This was like a huge thing that like. It wasn't a 10-foot petrified body. It was a 10-foot petrified <laughs> human body that no, emerged no, from the no, earth. No, was Back in 1869, okay? It turned out that <laughs> yeah. an atheist named George Hill had actually created the giant. Oh, so it as wasn't a, prank, a, as so a, prank wasn't to a mock, human body that erupted from the earth. Like I said, it didn't happen. Kenny, the stories are about hoaxes, okay? You have to play along, <laughs> asshole. You can't just fucking no, start. No, I'm just a genius. <laughs> of course there wasn't a 10-foot tall body, okay? God damn it, dude. Basically, what happened was this atheist named George Hill decided that he was going to create this this giant to mock a fundamentalist minister who believed that giants <laughs> once inhabited the earth. I'm all bored at this point now. <laughs> now I'm all, let's fuck with the Christians. That's what he said. So George Hill decides that because this fundamentalist minister is walking around and preaching to people that giants once roamed the earth and God's wrath has come down and we're no, going to have. No, it didn't. So <laughs> he makes this giant and shit like that. And he attempts to sue a man who starts showing off the replica of the giant. Like, Hull, the, uh, the uh, George Hill, the guy who actually decided to make the giant, he starts suing this guy who's showing it off, saying it's definitely a real giant. It's definitely something that has emerged from the earth. And the, the minister was right. And Hill's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I made that shit out of clay. You're stealing our culture. Stealing what culture? Our culture. What culture? Giant culture. You, you're Kenny. You're three inches shorter than me. You don't have giant. I'm Kanye culture. the Giant. You're not Kanye the Giant whatsoever, dude. Going to look at titties. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Okay, so an amateur fossil hunter. What's up? Back in 1912. I'm not actually Kanye the Giant. <laughs> that's fake news, sir. You're not a real giant. Okay. It's a hoax. Um, internet hoax without the internet. <laughs> so an amateur fo- fossil hunter named Charles Dawson happened upon a human-like skull. With an ape like jaw. all these Hardy Boy ass names. <laughs> Look, Charles dude. Dawson of the Dawson Boys. <laughs> Look, dude. Okay. Chuck da- Dawson from the Chuck, Dawson Boys. Chuck Dawson finds a human like skull with an ape like jawbone, molar I teeth. I found a most unusual skull. <laughs> stone tools and fragments of animal fossils all together and found them in a gravel pit. <laughs> Sounds like he found a young serial killer starting. <laughs> exactly. Like a fucking. This is his dumping site for the fucking things he murdered and shit. We get into a new hobby of, of making animals out of other animals. Wait, what? No, <laughs> give them new names. Like what? A, like a you know rat dog. You're going to get into making animals out of other animals and give it a name like a rat dog. Yeah, Kenny, I felt like you've been a little bit off during this recording so far, but I feel like we've taken a complete left hand turn. It's going to be like dogs. taxidermy with a left turn. Is that going to be the uh, the slogan? Taxidermy is not creepy enough <laughs> on its own. That's an intro clip right there. <laughs> Jesus, dude, taxidermy is not creepy enough on its own. So so far, we've talked about our friend dropping the American flag during a very patriotic performance <laughs> of American the Beautiful, and now we're talking about taxidermy with a left turn. Okay, do we want to keep talking about bones That's and hoaxes and stuff website, like that? And and go to taxidermywithaleftturn.com. I don't find out about my uh, rat dogs, <laughs> cat poodles. Um, <laughs> we're going to be selling rat dog scale- skulls, squirrel hawks. A squirrel hawk sounds terrifying. Dude, dude, it it really does. It's just a squirrel's head on a hawk's body. It's horrible. Oh my you god! Hear the, you should hear the noises they make. If anybody out there can draw and wants to do any recreations of the squirrel hawk or the rat dog or what was the other one? 
cat poodle. The cat poodle. <laughs> the capoodle, if you will. It's a, it's a cat with poodle legs. It's a capoodle. Just a cat poodle. No, it's, it's a capoodle. Poodle. poodle sounds like something too legit. Sounds like a Native American tribe you're insulting right now. Um, it's a capoodle, sir. Yeah, you're going to be visited by spirits tonight. <laughs> the capoodle spirits? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I think the tribe of capoodle will be on your ass. I don't think the tribe of capoodle has anything. They're OG gangster. No, they me and Kenny, before we came in to record this episode, I just want to go ahead and throw something in right here. We were watching a um, a special on gangs in prison, and I'm not going to mention any gangs in particular, but I just want to go ahead and say no. That is the most – they were talking about – Don't disrespect any of those gangs, though, from my side of the table. Shane's judging y'all like a motherfucker, but I think y'all are just fine. I ain't getting tortured for four days for shit. <laughs> I'm not judging anybody, dude, but anybody who's he got- He was talking the, mad shit about you Latin gangs. I am not talking any shit about any gangs whatsoever. He okay? said MS-13 with punks. No, I did not, Kenny. I never said any kind of shit like that whatsoever. He said, Lala Sestelka can just screw himself. You can shut your fucking mouth right now, Kenny. <laughs> no, I'm just telling y'all what he said behind closed doors, because I have mad respect for the people. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to release and, and this we all know we all know that I don't like authority, so- I'm going to release a separate clip where I record by myself and give you guys Kenny's home address and his actual personal cell phone number. Come over. We'll smoke a blunt and talk about how y'all can kill Shane. And <laughs> and I'm going to give you guys his real name and stuff like that and his social, just in case you feel like opening any uh, credit cards or anything like that. If you that. can open a credit card in my account without a deposit, good luck. <laughs> you want to make the deposit and build my credit up a little bit, appreciate that. You can't do, you, you can't fuck with me. I already have bad credit. You can't like you can get my social out if you want to, but nobody wants it. <laughs> yeah, don't threaten me. You'll be just wasting your time. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! That's it for now that I'm older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online now that I'm older.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIO Pod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. All right, I'm going home. <laughs> you're not going home. You're going here. Home. Well, you're going home out of my home. No, I'm not. I'm going to stay here until I'm done. You're done. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it.